Hey you, I'm Melanie, and you're listening to the Surrender to Thrive Podcast. Surrender to Thrive began as my journey of waking the fuck up, or as some spiritual experts may say, a peak in my spiritual awakening. After experiencing hard-hitting trauma and losses all at once, everything changed for me. I had to confront one of the biggest challenges of my life, learning to surrender. And now, I want to help you do the same. I help high-achieving women of color become emotionally resilient by learning to let go. Every week, I will hold space for intimate conversations surrounding naming and releasing unresolved feelings, emotional triggers, limiting beliefs, holistic wellness, ending toxic cycles and relationships, and so much more. I'll invite other healers of color to inspire and share their personal journeys and knowledge with you. You'll leave with practical solutions to care for your emotional body to finally let go and navigate life challenges to experience less stress and emotional stability. Yes, we're getting all in our feelings today, so let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Surrender to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Melanie. I might sound a little stuffy, but I'm getting over a small cold, but I'm good, y'all. I am good. Actually, I'm great because I had the pleasure of hosting this week's episode with one of my favorite YouTubers, Mandy Nom. Um, She creates excellent content surrounding wellness, plant-based eating, minimalism, minimalism. and just exploring the world in a way um, that help us to understand who we are and enjoying the simple things, enjoying um, the things that make us feel amazing, all just makes us feel at peace, keeps us grounded. And I, when I was thinking about having this conversation, I was like, she would be perfect. And I was. Correct, of course, because we had a great conversation about, you know, exploring who we are um, to experience the life we want to live and just like finding ways to not even finding, but creating peace and joy in our day, um, even when we're not having the best of days, just enjoying the simple things of life and not relying on, you know, those really big moments where we feel like, you know, we have to have some type of waiting period to waiting period to experience joy. Like, no, we can experience joy right now. We can experience peace right now. We can create those things for ourselves. So um, that was the conversation. And yeah, I want y'all to get into this episode. I know you guys are going to love it because Mandy's voice is so peaceful. Like she's such a gentle soul and I enjoy Hearing her speak, I enjoy watching her um, on YouTube and the content, the content that she shares on her social media and things like that. So I know you all are really going to enjoy this. So let's get into it. So today we have a very well, I'm first of all very excited about today's co-host because I've been following her journey since she started on YouTube. And it's really like I'm kind of like fangirling when we first met because I'm like the same person I watch on YouTube 
at least once a week. I am seeing her right now face to face. So I'm so excited to welcome Mandy as our co-host today <laughs> for today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No problem. No problem. Um, so anytime I have a co-host on, I like to ask them a question before we get into getting getting to know more about you. Um, the question I ask is how has surrendering played a part in your personal growth journey? I think it's played a very huge part. I think when you, you know, if I connected to minimalism, like when you sort of leave out a lot of things behind, it sort of opens up new opportunities for you. So for me personally, just letting go of things that I thought I wouldn't live without mm -hmm. um, has been such a huge um like eye-opening moment for me in terms of meeting new people or experiencing new things I think just letting go of things that we feel like you know would be amiss if we don't have them in our lives has you know sort of shifted the way I think on a daily basis mm -hmm. so yeah amazing mm -hmm. like you mean like the the practice of getting rid of things or decluttering or the practice of minimalism in general has um, played a part in different, well, has played a role in different parts of your life. Exactly. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I want you to introduce yourself to everyone as they get to know you. Can you give us a little information about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. So, hi, everyone. My name is Mandy. Um, I'm currently living in New York. Um, I have been a minimalist now, if I can say that, for about three years now. It's been sort of an amazing journey, um, a journey of personal growth, but it's also had its ups and downs. And um, it's something that I'm still navigating until now. I share my personal journey on my YouTube, which also translates a little bit into my Instagram. Um, yeah, but it's a daily sort of struggle that not really like a struggle, but a daily sort of goal that I set for myself in being very intentional with each and every day that I um, sort of come across. So, yeah, that's um, me. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I was introduced to you because this type of content I love to watch. It is like, you know, morning routines and different rituals to like bring right. um, joy into your day um just wellness and plant-based eating those things really like excite me they bring me a lot of peace and calm mm -hmm. like when I come home from work and just want to watch YouTube I would sit there <laughs> <laughs> probably too long just watching videos and that's when yeah. and I love that YouTube's ad, um, algorithm kind of introduced me to people I have never seen before anything like that and I had like just discovered you right as you were starting your YouTube channel mm -hmm. and I've been a fan ever since like yeah. I just <laughs> I binge watch your videos I get excited about your videos um and I always <clears throat> I'm always curious about when I see people in their practice in their journey and like how amazing it looks I'm like wow I want to do some of those things I want to include <laughs> those things to my routine how did they get to this point like what made them decide to start on this journey what made them decide that this is the lifestyle that resonates the most with who they are as a person. So can you tell us a little bit more about your journey? Absolutely. So for me, it sort of started with 
you know, me actually not feeling well, like personally, um, like medically, I wasn't in like the best position. And also just, you know, with my day-to-day life, I felt like something was missing. You know, my energy was low. I was very lethargic every time. I think my mental space wasn't good at the, at the time as well. So it was more for me of sort of an out or sort of like a seek for help into finding things that would sort of change um, the direction that I was heading to. So for me, it first started off with what I was putting into my body. So I had, I felt like there was the need for me to change what I was eating or what I was doing daily. So when I came across, you know, vegan videos, I came across this influence. I can't quite remember her name, but she sort of changed my perspective on, you know, having a more cleaner um plate every day so that's where I sort of came about with becoming vegan so I started off with being vegan and then as I slowly went through my journey that's when I came across minimalism and I was like wow this is you know the people that I came across felt very peaceful every time I sort of watched those videos it gave me a different perspective and I was like wow they seem to be very content and very comfortable with where they are and that was something that I really envied but something that I was also seeking very much so that's when I decided you know I'm going to try my best and see if this is a lifestyle that can you know bring me a different perspective and make me happy hopefully so that's where everything sort of began and I started my journey three years ago and I think it's one of the best things that has happened to me looking back now because it's not really even just about removing things in your life but it's also taking that time to really think about your space and your surrounding and yourself because most of the times we just consume we sort of take things in bring people in our lives and we don't focus on ourselves so much, um, which leads to us not knowing what we actually want. So minimalism actually allowed me to figure out who I am and the things that are important to me. So yeah, that's where it all began. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. And it reminds me so much about like how the journey is never the same for everybody like everybody mm-hmm. think oh, you have to take this step or this is how I started it's like just start where you are um exactly. even if it's you know you put you kind of like start this journey because of medical reasons or things like mm-hmm. that um when you were speaking it almost it's like similar to mine but it mm-hmm. also started differently and it's what I was just saying like how it all looks different exactly. um as far as with me when I first started college that's when you kind of like first for most people start discovering yourself, you're away from home, you're more independent. And I remember when the, I always loved natural hair, but I had a, a relaxed hair all my, most of my life, even as a kid, but I would always wear my hair like really big because like, I want my hair in the Afro, but I didn't know how to get my hair that way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I would wear like this, I would just put a headband on and it would just be wild. And I was, I just loved rocking like that because I'm like, I'm natural, but I really wasn't. <laughs> and I just look like a, a lion, like just a lion's mane. <laughs> it wasn't no curly or anything like that. Oh. When I got to college and I had, remember seeing Solange and she had cut all of her hair off and I was like, wow, she's like gorgeous. Like, I want to do that. And that's when the oh. natural hair really started booming. Like 
it became more trendy, but it was also more about women discovering who they are and loving who they, what they look like, despite, you know, what grows out of their hair or what they may choose to look like or whatever. Um, and I went home 2011 and I chopped all my hair off. After doing a lot of research, it's like, this is for me. But I think with saying all of that, I cut out my hair and it kind of started this journey of me discovering more things that I wanted to do. And that also went into like veganism. Well, I'm more so vegetarian. <laughs> I started just not eating meat. Um, then I was really into minimalism. Like I just, I will, I will always hoard things. Like it would be like a letter or like, I don't know, not even a letter, but it would just be something I would hold on to it. And I got to the point, like, why am I holding on to this? Like I hated seeing my space cluttered. I was just really like, I can't, like, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't give me any clarity. It doesn't give me peace to see my space cluttered. Mm-hmm. So I really started getting into those things. And I just like, all this is, was sparked from me cutting my hair because once I did that, it just, it gave me encouragement to explore other parts of my life that I wanted to do differently than how I was raised. So that's kind of how mine was. It wasn't like yeah. anything medical, but it definitely was mm-hmm. like, me, me wanting to explore different parts of who I am, what I believed in, the things that I wanted to do with my life that may look different from other people. Like my family are all meat eaters. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> They make fun of me for eating meat, uh, especially yeah. in the beginning. And now they're pretty cool. But in the beginning, you kind of solo. So did you experience anything like that when you were starting to do things differently and other people were kind of just like, I'm not with it? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think for me, I had you know, the easiest sort of transition because for for me and my sister, I live with my twin sister. So Mm -hmm. for us, it was sort of a joint decision. Like, you know, it's not like we think that, well, for the most part, we do think the same. So in the decisions that we make, we sort of kind of go together and things that we're going into. So if she finds something, she's like, oh, this is what I found, you know, do you want to take a look into this? So that's kind of how we move together. So for me, in terms of exploring anything, it be it um, trying something new or going somewhere new, um, I have my sister with me. So we sort of navigate that uh, space together. So when we're looking into veganism or you know minimalism, we sort of did it together and I'm very happy that I have that support Mm -hmm. so you know for me when it comes to making decisions or trying something new I have my sister with me and it's sort of easy but you know going on to you know like my friends and um, some other extended families that's when I got a little bit of you know drawback especially with being vegan like going out to eat with people it was sort of a hustle because you're like okay, which restaurant are we going to go to? Do they have vegan options? And, you know, for me, sometimes I just love, I always make my own food at home. So (laughs) I'd much rather have people come and we eat at home. But then again, it does not fit their palate. They want to eat something else and it's not something you can impose on them. So, you know, when it came to my friends, that's when it was hard for me to continue on with, the growth that I was already having in my space, but it also sort of opened them to the difference that I had. There's always um, pleasure in someone being different, but it's also hard when 
you know, you're growing, you know, when you find something new and you're like, oh, this is something that I want to explore. If you don't get that support, sometimes you can back away and you choose not to grow in it. But when you find people who help you, you know, it becomes easier. So I'm happy that I got the support, but also, you know, with my friend, it's like, oh, they're still learning about it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at. (laughs) That's pretty cool though. I mean, not only having a twin sister, but being able to have that accountability partner or someone to explore, like you mentioned, like new ways of living, new ways of doing Mm -hmm. things and just like going on that journey together. That's like, it's almost like you just found like you have your best friend with you at all times. <laughs> and it makes, I mean, I'm sure it makes it kind of a difficult at time, but at the same time, for the most part, I'm sure it's like so wonderful and beautiful to have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. For the most part, for the like a hundred percent, it's easier. And for me, my sister is more of, you know, the driven person, you know, even if I feel like I'm failing, you know, in terms of, you know, f- And a lot of things, if I feel like I'm failing, she's there to, you know, give me a nudge and a push. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's the best part in having someone Mm -hmm. so close to you. But also, you know, you can feel it being sometimes a little bit too much when you're not motivated to do things. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I still appreciate it. And I'm happy that, you know, we can explore new, new things together. But also, if you don't have that support, you know, it's good for you you to research and sort of do things on your own because the best person who knows you is you and if you feel like this there's something that you can do definitely go for it you know mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just by choice yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um it almost reminds me of like how the movie portrays like the devil and the angel on the shoulders it's like you have a mm-hmm. physical angel with you all the time giving you the the, the motivation you need the encouragement mm-hmm. you need to to continue what you're doing so it's really cool. And um, also I wanted to talk about um, mental health and how your mental health has been um, impacted both, um, I guess, in the, well, I'll start with mostly impacting like a positive way mm-hmm. um, with moving towards or in this journey of simple, simple living, um, in this journey of minimalism, things like that. How has your mental health been impacted? I think it's it would be sort of not genuine for me to say, oh, my mental health has been great since I've switched to, you know, a more sort of simple lifestyle. I've been I've become at least more intentional. That would be very far fetched um, because, you know, every day is different. It depends on where you live, where you are. You know, mental health just depends on a lot of things. I can say that to a certain extent, it has helped me feel a lot better and, you know, sort of given me different options like, you know, meditation or, you know, taking a second to read or, you know, simplifying my day to day routine. That has definitely made it easier for me in terms, you know, in terms of how I'm doing mentally. But I cannot say it's completely, you know bettered how I feel every day but Mm -hmm. but in the um in the sort of bigger spectrum of it it has made me um look at things differently when it comes to you know feeling sad or knowing what to do when I'm sort of not in the best headspace so yeah being living a simple life has you know made me 
want to explore more of the smaller details in my life that sort of bring joy to me every day. You know, when we think of being happy, we think of, you know, big things, very ginormous things like, oh, I need to have a car or a big house for Mm -hmm. me to be happy in any sort of way. But, you know, sort of diving into being simple or having a simple life, you're like, oh, I might just go out for a drive and I'll feel okay. Or let me just drive. Like I live like a few blocks from a lake. If you've watched any of my videos, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lake that I usually <laughs> I usually go to. And that's like my sanctuary. I, I have a lot of places that I consider sort of my safe space that I go to when I'm feeling low or just when I need to reflect on things. And you know, that little drive to get there and then for me to just sit and, you know, look at the birds, look at the water and, you know, just sit and reflect on myself makes a tremendous difference. So, you know, when you think about the little things in your life that you do every day, they can sort of change your headspace and make you feel so much better. So it's not, it doesn't really matter the lifestyle that you're living, but if you find the purpose in the small things that constantly surround you or the small things that you do every day I think you'll feel so much better or you'll know what to do when you're sort of going into dark space mm-hmm. definitely so, yeah. I, I agree I like I mentioned before I'm a person that enjoys like the littlest things they not even a, to me they're not little mm-hmm. I know other people like girl that is this little <laughs> <laughs> like that makes you happy okay yeah. <laughs> but just like get okay I'm not a morning person, but once I'm up in the in in my car, I get excited about listening to my favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm on my way home from work, it's like listen to a podcast, listen to my favorite song. Or um, like you mentioned, I love like long drives. They're super therapeutic for me. Um, because I can listen to my podcast and I can turn <laughs> my music on. Like those yeah. are things that genuinely make me happy. So if I'm not having like the best day, I can do something to shift my mood. Right. And, shift kind of like how I experience my day like my day doesn't have to stop because I experienced something that wasn't the best I can change my experience by shifting my mood and it's kind of how I navigate life in general like if something comes up that's just like wow like this is horrible and I think sometimes it's it's okay to to sit in it um I think it's more so when people get stuck in it and it becomes like a bigger issue of um, your mental health and things like that. As far as creating routines and rituals, how have you, like, what's your process or what was your process when you started creating, you know, rituals and routines to experience more joy and peace in your, well, throughout your day? I think my routine was more of me being consistent. I think there was a point in my time where being consistent in things wasn't really important to me and I think when you're consistent with things that's when you sort of see progress or you Mm -hmm. see any sort of outcome with them so even with me choosing to you know be intentional with the things that I do I sort of had to really commit if I wanted to you know see any kind of uh, good outcome so with the routines that I created for myself you know if we can start from actual creating of routines or rather habits that you can 
go back to every time you're sort of feeling low or, you know, just routines that make you happy every day. For me, it was mostly just being consistent with the things that I found to be effective to me. And again, you just have, it's all personal. You just have to really sit with yourself and sort of figure out what works for you because, you know, even when you talk about, you know, watching YouTube videos, you see how people do things. I think some people follow everything to a T of what other people are doing, but you have to look at yourself differently and sort of figure out, you know, does this work for me? Is this something that I can put in my life every day? Like drinking coffee, not everyone drinks coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who loves a good cup of tea, wake up in the morning, go out to your balcony if you have one, or just go outside with a cup of tea, look at the stars, or, you know, just meditate for a few minutes. That's a ritual that maybe helps you find peace in the morning, or it's something that makes you look forward to the day that you're going to have. So just finding out who you are as a person and what makes you tick and then finding habits daily habits that sort of work with your lifestyle and then being consistent with those habits then you can create a ritual that is more consistent to you that can help you you know better your life and feel very settled mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree like <laughs> thousand percent of um you brought up a great point about consistency because it's something that I like love so many different things I mm-hmm. would just like grabs for like oh I love that let me try that oh I love that let me try that and some things have you know they have stuck but some things kind of like fall off but I will always kind of get back into it if I felt like it was something that I enjoyed like yoga right. like that's mm-hmm. something that bring that grounds me and it, it keeps me in the present moment because I'm so focused on like moving and I'm not right. really thinking about anything else. Um, but yeah, like consistency is something I have struggled with, with something I really, really want to do. And I'm like, if I really, really want this, why am I not being consistent with this? And then I think going back to like trying to do things that are not congruent with your lifestyle or who you are as a person. Um, because waking up at four or five in the morning for me, it's, I have done that before and it's mm-hmm. actually really calming and like, it's really quiet and it's really nice, right. but I'm just like, I love sleep. Like, I, cannot, I, I, is- I don't know. It's just, it's something that's like, I really love to do that, but I really enjoy sleep. Yeah. I'm quite similar in that way. I get more productive and, you know, I actually get all my sort of strength at night. Like Mm -hmm. I can, that's when I work, that's when I write. Um, But it's also very easy for me as well to wake up in the morning. Sometimes I get up five in the morning to go at the gym, but that's when I've set my mind to it. So I think, I don't know if I would consider myself particularly a morning person because I don't think I am. But if I figure out and set my mind to it I'm like oh I can wake up tomorrow at 5 a.m but it's Mm -hmm. not like a constant thing but I know at night that's when I get a majority of things done or that's when I get my energy even if it's cleaning the house Mm -hmm. I do it at night because that's when I'm like at my peak (laughs) so I can understand when it comes to that (laughs) definitely I I love I I mean especially as a teenager and like in my college years like I stayed up I would stay up like six in the morning three in the morning and I would be doing like 
I mean, if I tell people, they just be like, you were up there late doing reading or you up there late journaling or just like listening to music. I remember just like being in my room in the dark and listening to the quiet storm. It was like this radio station where they play like all the really slow jams. And, oh. <laughs> and I remember just laying on the floor and I just think about it now, like I've been practicing things that I always wanted to do. And I and I look back on those times and I notice how alive I felt at night, but mm-hmm. also at, you know at peace too. And I'm like, well, I have a job now, so I can't be staying <laughs> up to six in the morning. Right. So that's not gonna fit my lifestyle. So I'm somewhere in the middle now. Like I still stay up late, but it's more like eleven or twelve. But okay. the morning time, I, I know for me, I need time for myself because I don't want to go straight into work. Um, but then I'm like, oh my god, I need more sleep. so I'm still in the part of like becoming more consistent with the things that I want to do and what works for me and I think you bring up a great point of just like exploring that like it doesn't have to look perfect to you or anyone else it's just just doing it is enough um and that's where you will start to build that consistency where do you find like you struggle with consistency is it doing it every day or you're like oh I think I'm I don't know. I'm going to leave it for a while. I did for me personally the way I struggled with, you know, being consistent even now. Like being consistent is like I'm looking at the results or looking farther into it and not considering like now I find it like hard to actually progress because I'm thinking of the results. That's mm-hmm. how I am. I don't know about you. Um you make that's a great point because I definitely was pressing like, oh, when I, I used to think like that. Now I'm, I'm very more in the present moment where I'm like not really thinking mm-hmm. about the results, but more so I think I, to get out of my way of doing things. Like, for example, I know that when like building routines or rituals, it's easier to do those things um, when you're like, like, for example, if you're brushing your teeth every day and what, they say if you want to start oil pulling. Like that, that, that can be easily integrated because it's something you do every day already. Right. Something you don't do already. It's like, how do I fit that into something I don't necessarily do every day? Mm -hmm. So it's like now, like if I want to do yoga, that's more so me making time to do it and not something I do in my routine already. So it's like, I have to get out of my routine of like going to the couch because I'm like, I can relax and I can watch my YouTube (laughs) (laughs) or I can read. But um, I think it goes back to like creating like a nighttime routine at the same time. If you so used, like for me, if I'm used to just like my wind down is grabbing some tea and my comforter and watching Mm -hmm. YouTube like that's I think that's a great thing, but I also can watch it for too long, like. Yeah. Why am I watching YouTube for like six hours? <laughs> and I'm like, just one more, one more. I'm like, it's going to be there tomorrow, Melanie. Like, it's not going anywhere. Why can't you not, you know, decide to read tonight? Like, it's just, right. it's not part of my daily routine. So creating that space to make that happen is where the struggle comes. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, for me as well, cre- creating that space, it's like, but, you know, you will slowly figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so too. I, the, the thing about me, like, even if I kind of like, I, I never like quit. I just kind of stop, but I'll always come back to it. So like, if I go really, I like I did, I think I was doing yoga for really like a long time, maybe like consistently like a month or so. Wow. And then like, 
I would kind of like stop. And then when I feel like, oh my God, I need this because I know how great it makes me feel mentally, I'll go back to it. Like I'll always dig in like my mental health toolbox or my, mm-hmm. um, the things that make me feel like I kind of reach for those things. Um, but when I'm kind of like feeling good, I kind of make those things kind of go, you know, I kind of just like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, feeling nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where I am as far as like creating space for those things that really bring me joy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do with like the music and the podcast, things like that, but I definitely want to do more things, especially um, with my physical health and skin. Like looking at your skin right now, how it's glowing. <laughs> Like if y'all go to her Instagram or YouTube, you're gonna be (laughs) blown away (laughs) by how good her how great her skin looks. Um, And I suffer from dry skin, and that's another thing. Like skin routine, I'm so inconsistent. Yeah, you have you have (laughs) when it comes to skin. I mean, when it comes to everything, literally, I think consistency is key. It's something I feel like everyone sort of struggles with, but when you get a hang of it, and you know, if it's something that you have a goal four mm-hmm. I think you try to be consistent but it's, it's it's a struggle I know at least probably 95 percent of the world's population is struggling with it <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah I will say another thing when it comes to like creating a routine or like making time to do things that bring you joy like say for instance you hate washing dishes I actually love washing dishes now because I know I get to listen to a podcast or music and I get to dance so like <laughs> I would <laughs> Like I, I like to clean my kitchen up before I go to bed because I don't mm-hmm. want to wake up to dishes or like a messy kitchen. Um, right. It's not. It's much. I'll say ninety eight percent of the time I'm usually washing my dishes at nighttime. If I'm not, it's because I was just like, you know what? It can wait till tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm I'm too tired. <laughs> but if um, when I'm washing dishes, it's something that's kind of like um, it's a chore. So it's like, wow, this is not something I really want to do. Well, not for right. me. I know most people like hate washing dishes. But if you know that you can, this thing you have to do daily, you can add something that you truly enjoy. And I truly enjoy singing and dancing. I can't really dance like that, but (laughs) (laughs) I dance or sing this to a podcast and that brings me joy. So if I'm doing something that brings me joy while doing something that I don't enjoy, it kind of like, it counters that. It balances it out. So it makes me want to do it. So I think that that's a great way to do things. Like something you like don't like to do. So for, for example, someone that doesn't like to exercise, if right. you find something that you actually enjoy doing, so say if you love singing and dancing, okay, go mm-hmm. to a, a place where you can sing songs and dance <laughs> while you're exercising. So it's, I think that's a way to like integrate things into your routine where it may not be the most, I don't know, like the, the yeah, thing the you want fun. to do. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, feel, I feel like, you know, you find ways to connect with things that you don't exactly right, like doing. For me, you know, if I'm, if like to sort of connect it with an example, for me, I love writing. It's part of my job as well, but it's also something that I enjoy doing. Um, my sister, on the other hand, she loves reading. I, you know, for me, writing comes sort of naturally, which I'm thankful for. But mm-hmm. I, you know, if I'm writing, I get inspiration from reading a little bit. But there was a time where reading for me was not as consistent so I feel like I had to integrate it with something else for me to make it something that I enjoy Mm. so with like having a cup of tea or you know let me go out for a picnic and 
hope take a book instead of taking you know my ipad or something like that so i feel like that's a, an amazing point with integrating something that you actually enjoy doing with something that you're required to do like cleaning the house putting on some music and you find that you've cleaned the house mm-hmm. much quicker than mm-hmm. you would have if you you know you were procrastinating so yeah that's yeah. just a good way to go on with life really. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and not dwell on like oh my god I have to wash these dishes oh my god I have to clean exactly oh my god I have to read like it's just you like doing mm-hmm. things you enjoy so yeah that's great if you all like those tips definitely try them out explore ways that you can explore different ways where you can do the things you want to do, but they're not necessarily things that, you know, bring you the most, <laughs> you know, right. I guess, excitement about mm-hmm. doing it. Um, especially like when it comes to, even when it comes to like eating right or, or eating more healthy or whatever it might be, um, find ways to make that enjoyable by, you know, looking at the things that do bring you joy and how you can integrate mm-hmm. those things. Um, it was something else I really wanted to talk about. Um, as far as bringing on creating peace throughout your life, um, creating joy, sustaining those things. Um, and also when it's kind of thinking about when it's okay for when those things don't exist, um, in those moments, do you have any, um, things you like to say as far as with when things are not feeling the best, when you're, when you don't feel like doing the things that bring you joy? Even if you know those things bring you joy, but it's just like I, I just don't. I'm not in that space to want to experience those things. Right? How do you navigate when you're in that, in that um, time in your life? Yeah, we definitely all have those days when things, you know, get a bit too much, and even the things that you like are like, you know, you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. I remember there was this point, you know, I love hiking, so. Every time that I find myself that I'm free, I love to go and hike. So I did it consistently for like two weeks and I was happy every day, going every day. And it's quite a drive for me to actually reach to the place that I'm going to hike. So um, I did it consistently for the two to three weeks. And then the other the, the other weeks, I really didn't have time to actually do it. And then every there was, there was a time when things weren't actually going well or I wasn't feeling my best so I didn't have the energy or I didn't feel like oh going out or moving my body in any sort of way so you know we all get we all reach a point where even things that we love become sort of they become a task instead of Mm -hmm. it being something cheerful that you want to do so when you reach that point I think you have to go back to you know why why do you love doing those things it goes back to the question of you know why if it's reading why am I doing this if it's you know helping people why are you doing this if it's making YouTube videos I feel like a lot of people reach a place where they're like you know you love making content and you enjoy inspiring people but there's a point where you reach you reach and you're like why am I doing this so when you go back to your why and you sort of understand oh, I actually love doing this because after doing it, it makes me feel good. Oh, I love um, making content because, you know, I feel like I'm inspiring a few people, even if it's one person, it's significant either way. Um, So it all goes back to 
the why why am I doing this if mm-hmm. you know you're going to therapy you're like why am I doing this in order for you to feel better or being in a better position to sort of go through life so um I think that's that's how you sort of sustain and maintain Mm -hmm. the choices that you choose to do is by going back to your origin going back to the reason why you started everything for me sometimes I struggle with minimalism sometimes I'm like oh that looks really good I need this I need that oh I need to follow this person I need to um you know be in this group I need to have the newest bag I need to have this and that and then I go back and think Mandy why did you start minimalism why did you start this simple life and it's you know for my own peace of mind for me to you know become stable and things that I want to do and the goals that I want to accomplish and you know it sort of gives me that perspective that I need and I'm like okay this is why so I don't need any of those things I have my why and that's how I'm going to choose to live so yeah and it's that brings it back to you know knowing yourself and sort of finding things that work for you because when you know who you are I think nothing really fades you or nothing can challenge you in regards to you know you finding the person that you are mm-hmm. and yeah it all goes back to the big why so yeah that's definitely. Who we are <laughs> I agree I agree um it makes me think about the question like um along with you know why am I doing this like what would happen if I don't do this like mm-hmm. what things were I you know what 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 in what ways will I retreat back to things that didn't make me feel good? Right. Um, even exploring those things as well because um, a lot of a lot of times even with like clients I have they always like you know I I don't want to be here I don't I hate this or and it's just mm-hmm. like okay or they, or they focus a lot on what they what they are losing by not right. um, you know doing being able to do what they want. Mm-hmm. especially with substance abuse like not being able to you know do what they want or have a parole office or off a probation officer and things like that I'm just like okay you're focusing so much on what you're losing but you're not even focusing on what you'll be able to gain by healing or recovering um and I think that's what makes people kind of just like stay stuck and like I'm missing um I'm missing out on something I'm like no mm-hmm. probably <laughs> You're not missing out on anything. Like, trust yeah. me. Um, kind of, and, and even going back to like reminding yourself why you're here because they focus so much on like the joy of, you know, their addiction and not necessarily the things that didn't feel so great once their high comes down. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, all the withdrawals and the family issues and all these things going on. They forget about those things. They focus so much on what joy it, you know, it brings them to do certain things. So. I really love that and appreciate you saying that because reminding yourself of why you're doing something, reminding yourself mm-hmm. of where you even want to go by doing this, why you're on this journey is a great way to reflect and um, maintain or sustain the things that you want to do with your life, the things you want to do on a daily, not even, you know, far off into the future. So. Exactly. And you mentioned that, you know, thinking, not only thinking of the why, but also the what, Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, you're like, what will happen if I don't do this? And, you know, that's a really great point to also, you know, take into, you know, or just consider in general, because I think 
even when you think of, you know, why did I start this? Sometimes you can be like, oh, it doesn't really matter what why I started. I'm just gonna do what I want. But when you think of actual the actual outcomes that will mm-hmm. come if you don't do, you know, what you you have to do, then I think that's even more, you know, intense when you actually think of the what instead of why. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's also really, really important. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate our conversation and I, I kind of want to end on um, what like as far as what you see in like social media and just in life in general, the way people respond to things, the way people kind of carry on so much heaviness or things that are not serving them or not um, congruent with the life or the person they want to be, the life they want to live and the person they want to be. Um, how would you say a person can start? that journey of releasing some of those things, whether it be, you know, the clothes that they don't need, whether it be the mindset that they have or the people they surround themselves with. Um, I think I'm I'm adding a lot in here, but but just like your overall view or your (laughs) encouragement to those people who want to make a change, who want to, you know, explore different ways of living. And um, even if it's simple living or not simple, it was just, in general. Yeah, I think, you know, we've all heard of, you know, this quote, limitation, I mean, imitation is limitation. Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned, you know, with cutting your hair, you know, you felt this sort of freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we go back to social media, especially now, it's more of like, trendy things like you know you're seeing people do this you're seeing people get this and you know if you're constantly on there it's sort of this um um constant comparison thing so I think people are losing the sight of who they are with the objective of sort of becoming the people that they see on on social media and I think once you sort of lose that or sort of restrained yourself from that which is hard to be quite honest because Mm -hmm. we're constantly on social media you know and one thing I love about you know the internet in general is just you get different sorts of inspiration and I think it's about how you choose to use that inspiration because some people go into it with you know I'm just going to copy and paste what someone else is doing Mm -hmm. um, instead of actually being like oh I'm inspired let me see how I can sort of maneuver my own thing from what what I just saw so yeah imitating people is how we're limiting ourselves and I Mm -hmm. think when you're you know with minimalism even as well if you're like oh I'm gonna try minimalism you know we see when I started with minimalism, I was like, I just saw a lot of people showing empty houses, showing what they don't spend, showing what they don't buy. And I was like, at first, it sort of took me aback. I was like, is this it? Um, yeah. I don't want it. That's it. <laughs> because I was not getting the message that they were giving, but I was looking in order for me to copy what they're doing. And that should be the exact opposite. You should look for inspiration and see how it goes with your life so if you live in the city you're not going to look at um people people or get inspiration from um someone who's I don't know well we get inspiration from everyone but direct inspiration will be from someone who lives in the city where you're like oh there's a coffee shop down there I might go to the next coffee shop I mean 
Uh, sort of. I think you get where I'm going with, yeah. the, <laughs> with the explanation. But it's more of like not coping and pasting, but figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking into, you know, going into any anything, be it veganism, being be it having a more simple life or just finding the small things that make life beautiful for you. I think you should first start with, you know, yourself. Just look at it and be like, oh, I'm going to try with my wardrobe. But first, when I started with minimalism, I was like, you know, I need to sort of declutter my wardrobe and then let's see where the freedom goes. Like you mentioned, cutting your hair, that was sort of a freedom for you. For me, mm-hmm. since I love fashion, for me, it had to start with my wardrobe. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to see what do I need? What do I have? Um, I don't need newer things. I don't need trendy things. So start with what feels personal to you. And then it will sort of bleed into everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the simple way to put it. Start with the things closest to you and then everything else will sort of come into its own. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) I love it. And I I definitely want to sing you love again for coming on today Um, and having this conversation with me because I always, like I mentioned earlier, like seeing people on YouTube and seeing where they are now and being so inspired by that. And also me being just a curious person, like how did this all start? Like, yeah. why are they doing this? Or just wanting to know, know their journey a lot more. <clears throat> Excuse me. And just uh, wanted to get the get to know the person too as well. So I felt like that was something I really wanted to do. That's why I was like, I'm just going to reach out because, <laughs> well, I mean, why you. not? Thank why you not? For, <laughs> for reaching out. Yeah. No yeah, because I personally, and I, I told you before <clears throat> For everyone else hearing, I wanted to um, start a podcast. I don't know. It just felt really, you know, personal for me and sort of easier. You know, if you compare it to YouTube, it's like um, podcasts are sort of easy. They feel more intimate. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm reaching to the person who's listening much more um, quicker. So when you reached out to me, it was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And yeah. <laughs> I was really happy to do it. And I'm actually honored to be on here for my first podcast. So Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. And like I told you, when you said you wanted to do a podcast, I'm like, do it because your voice, like people listening now is so soothing. Like I'm even <laughs> starting to talk a little bit soothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's I think it would be great to hear your voice come through my speakers. Because, you know, like I said, I love podcasts. So yeah. I would definitely be tuning in. Um, as well as your YouTube page and all the great things yeah (laughs) we'll we'll try we'll try (laughs) and speaking of YouTube and you know Instagram things like that want to let the people know where they can find you yeah so if you want to know more or see more more from me um my youtube is mandy nom so it's m-a-n-d-y n-o-m um and my instagram as well so yeah i just share my day-to-day life my vegan journey and you know minimalism from my own perspective and yeah everything sort of bleeds into my instagram where i share you know a little bit of that as well so yeah, we can get more from me from there. Definitely. And thank you again for coming on. And yeah, that's the episode, y'all. Thanks for listening. And I'll be here next week. Bye.